0: you've been out, while you've been at work, while you've been taking care of stuff, we've compiled a composite of the latest and biggest stories of the day to help you get caught up. This is 830 News on the Go. With the Friday WCCO on the Go, I'm Laura Oaks. Today's stories include a possible looming teacher strike in St. Paul and an abrupt firing at Minneapolis City Hall. But we begin with a rush city bus driver suspected of being drunk behind the wheel when she drove 49 students into a ditch yesterday. She is now formally charged with DWI. 59-year-old Kara Jean French made her first court appearance in Chisago County District Court today. The criminal complaint says French had a blood alcohol level of 0.17 when she was tested following the accident. The legal limit for driving a commercial vehicle like a school bus is 0.04. Thousands of St. Paul educators have voted to go on strike if a deal with the district can't be reached. Highland Park Middle School teacher Leah Van Dasser is president of the St. Paul Federation of Educators. Well, I'm frustrated that we're here again. We've been doing strike votes since 2018. We have to bargain every two years, and we shouldn't get to this point. The educators are calling for higher wages, lower insurance costs, and reduced class sizes, among other things. The vote to authorize a strike passed by a 92 percent margin. Meanwhile, another mediation session is planned next week after teachers over- overwhelmingly voted to authorize that strike, and St. Paul's school district officials say they don't believe a strike is necessary in order to meet the needs of students, families, and staff. They say recent mediation sessions have been productive. Communication Director Erica Wacker says with COVID relief money going away and a more than 107 million dollar district budget shortfall, balancing it all is tricky. The COVID relief money was one-time money. Um, We also have had declining enrollment over the past several years and a lot of our funding is based on how many students we have. Wacker says they're working to ensure teachers have the support they need to serve students and families, while at the same time ensuring a balanced budget. The potential strike comes amid a huge honor for the district's superintendent, Dr. Joe Gothard. He has been named the National School Superintendent of the Year. Gothard has been with the district since 2017, and right now he is a finalist for the job of superintendent in Madison, Wisconsin, where he is from. Minnesota lawmakers are debating a proposal to strengthen regulation against using deep fakes in political ads. Deep fakes are artificial intelligence generated content in essence making someone appear to say something they didn't say. You know, like this. Baby shark doo 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 baby shark doo 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 baby shark Minnesota Secretary of State Steve Simon notes that federal authorities are attacking this problem in a different way. They're talking right now about legislation around disclaimers that you'd have to have you know, some written or other disclaimer on there. Minnesota basically breezed past all of that and said, look, we're not doing disclaimers. We're going to do an outright ban. The bill this year attempts to sort of refine that. The bill now in committee in St. Paul makes it a crime if deep fakes are used in campaign ads 90 days before a general election and 30 days before nominating conventions or primary elections. Al Schock, Newstalk A30, WCCO. Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry has fired the city's civil rights director effective immediately. According to the Star Tribune, Alberta Gillespie's termination was recommended after an investigation concluded she was not dealing with complaints of police conduct in a timely manner, as required by the city's settlement agreement with the Minnesota Department of Human Rights. Gillespie is also alleged to have been uncooperative and even obstructionist during the investigative process. On the heels of a $60.5 million settlement with jewel Labs for deceptively marketing e-cigarettes, the question now is how to allocate those funds. While a portion of the money will go toward reimbursing legal costs, the state is asking the public what to do with the rest of the money. Minnesota Department of Health's Parker Smith. We've worked with communities in the past to gather input uh, on various strategies and commercial tobacco prevention and control initiatives. But with this funding that's coming in, it's an opportunity to do some new things, some innovative things public hearings are being held around the state. The state of Minnesota is still trying to give away about $48 million in one-time rebate checks that have not been cashed yet. State Revenue Department Commissioner Paul Marquardt says this is the third and final attempt to get roughly 128,000 people their money. He says it's possible some checks got lost in the mail. Also, we were using 2021 tax data, and if you didn't update your address and you've moved since that time. Maybe it was not forwarded to you. So now we're going to be using Uh, the latest information uh, that we have on a taxpayer to get those dollars out to folks. And Marquardt says, unlike the previous two mailings that did not originate from the state of Minnesota, this batch very clearly indicates it is a check from the state. After a playoff run by the Twins, the Timberwolves' success is once again bringing more people to downtown Minneapolis as businesses continue to try to bring more workers back. We definitely see it. We feel it, and it's a problem. Tim Mahoney owns the Loon in downtown Minneapolis and sees firsthand how the lack of downtown workers impacts business on a daily basis. He says the Minnesota Twins playoff run was big for business last year and that a Minnesota Timberwolves run deep into the playoffs would pay dividends. Just like 87 and 91 with the Twins, that will create an atmosphere downtown where people will want to be part of. They'll come back downtown, they'll enjoy downtown, they'll find downtown to be safe and fun and vibrant. He says that bringing city and county workers back downtown would be big. Then you can go to the businesses and say, hey, listen, Target and other Fortune 500 companies, we really would like to have your people downtown. It's the only way you're going to make downtown vibrant again. Mark Fry, News Talk 830-WCCO. In Minneapolis, is rolling out the red carpet for an estimated 35,000 people coming to town for the Cross Country World Cup at Theater Worth Park this weekend. Meet Minneapolis's Kevin Kurt. Our hotels are, are going to likely see an uptick in occupancy and, de- and demand. Our restaurants and bars and breweries and distilleries and that sort of thing are going to have people that uh, can stop by uh, as well. And at the, every little event that we host, in the city helps, and to have one of this magnitude, it's going to help even more. This is the first time since 2001 the World Cup is being held in the United States. Thanks for listening to 830 on the go. You can find each day's on the go and all of our podcasts at wccoradio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, Newstalk 830 WCCO.